Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined about half the time by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. Uh, as people can maybe tell, I've got a little bit of a raspy voice because... I was at a football contest yesterday, screaming. Okay, I wasn't sure if you went to the game. Yeah, oh yeah, I was Okay, there. so oh, yeah. you've gone to two Iowa games in two weeks, and you've seen a single offensive touchdown. Yeah, well, uh, we'll save that game okay. breakdown for later, but yes, we will get to that. Um, uh, we've got uh, 14 games to break down here, uh, and then halfway between my parents' house and my house, the news broke of Scott Frost, so... We are letting you, the listener, know that we are aware of this information on this podcast. So what we're going to do is we are going to break down 13 Big Ten games on this podcast. We are going to remove the Nebraska game, move that breakdown into a standalone Scott Frost emergency pod. Yeah. Very well explained. Nebraska fans get their own pod this week. Probably not exactly the, their own pod that they're looking for, but we maybe, will explore. Maybe not the pod they wanted, but... well. Some, well, okay. some have been looking yes. for this fine, but yeah, we got to stop there because we will obviously break that down. So we will get going right into this week's games. <clears throat> Hopefully my voice can uh, uh, catch up here a little bit. First game up, Ohio State 45, Arkansas State 12. The Buckeyes with 538 yards of total offense to the Red Wolves, 276. Uh, the most interesting thing I found about this game is I nailed it. I, I loved the under okay. in this game. It was... 68 and a half. So it was well under. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to probably talk out of two sides of my mouth here because you look at these stats for the offense and they're really good. I still think there is a little something here in that the Buckeye defense is suddenly better than people realize. Yeah. And I think maybe the offense is not quite as good yeah. As people are making it out to be. I think both fair. And I think my theme for this podcast is going to be, what did we learn? Because let's just go ahead and, and preface this. It's mostly Big Ten teams playing really bad power or group of five or even FCS teams here. These are these were all mismatches for the most part. Eleven of them, anyway, were mismatches. And the mismatches lived up to their billing. They beat the snot, correct, out of these teams. Like so, most of these games were over by the beginning of the yeah. second quarter. So when I say what did we learn, I'm trying. I don't even care what the score is. I'm trying to drill down and see was there anything really to gain out of this. By the way, can you believe C.J. Stroud had his eighth four touchdown game? It's insane. He's only. Barely played over a season. It's He's gotta be got to be about the same for 300-yard games it, as well, It has right? to be. Uh, 16 to 24, 351 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Like, he very rarely throws the pick. So, um, it was – I mean, I think we pretty much already knew that JSN wasn't going to play in the game, so he's gone. So, who steps up? Ah, how about how about Marvin Harrison? Seven catches, 184 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, so uh, supporting what you said, five of 11 on third down against Arkansas State, eh, could, you might want that to be a little bit better. 168 rushing yards against Arkansas State. 6.5-yard average. Yeah, so pretty good, but then nine penalties, a little bit sloppy. A little bit sloppy. There was th there's things to improve. But that's what I was kind of foreseeing in this game, hence okay. the reason why I picked Arkansas State. And, the you know, it was a lot of points. It was 44, 45 points, depending on where you got it. But also, 
uh, showing the defensive situation. Arkansas State rushed 53 for 53 yards for a 1.6 yard average. Right, which is great. That's what you want to see. Like I, I really think we're seeing the identity of this team come out here. Like it's a more complimentary football team. Yeah, he he made a decision to have a better defensive football team, and I think they have a better defensive football team. And a and a more well-rounded football team in oh, general. Yes, maybe. Um, Mika Buka four catches, 118 yards. Trevion Henderson, good day. Overall, it's what you were hoping for as an Ohio State fan, and I think you got it, and they moved to 2-0. Next game up, our biggest blowout on the page, I believe. Minnesota, 62, WIU, 10. The Gophers with 679 <laughs> yards of total offense to the Satinecks. 194. You're not a leather neck if you're giving up that type of yards. You might be a pencil neck. <laughs> you might be a broken neck after <laughs> looking at some of these stats. Um, yeah, so Vegas was saying 40 to 10. They hit the 10 part. I mean, that's that's the Gophers going 21 points over their team total. Okay, and to break 300 yards in both passing and rushing in the same game. Is, yeah. That's something. Yeah. Um, Tanner Morgan. Little bit higher uptick than what we see. Oh gosh. So great game. 14 of 18, 287 yards, one touchdown. I don't know. Like, aren't you looking for like a three touchdown game from Tanner I just Morgan? don't think that's who they are. It it's not who they are. They don't need to be. And a lot of times what you see is for whatever reason, it's a good pass play that goes to like the seven, and then they just run it in from there. Sure. Like there's Part of what is hurting his passing stats is because they are so good at rushing the ball. Yeah, and Mo had a great game, 130 yards. Trayson Potts had a good game, had 79 yards and only 10 carries, two touchdowns. And, and another 23 carries for Mo. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I did not – that's got to be off the top of my head. That's in the 40s for – for didn't he have like 20-some carries the oh, first game yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that more than you thought he yes. would get? a little bit. Working himself. I thought they would work him in slowly. I don't think that's just not Mo's DNA either. Well, I don't think it's in PJ's DNA either. <laughs> but I but I do think Mo is like, give me the ball. I don't think he's complaining about it. So one website. of the things, what did we learn? We got to see Ethan Kelly McManus come in and in some mop-up time and looked great. He looked good. Yeah. A lot of Gopher fans are happy about him. Um, team, 52 carries, 370 yards rushing, 6.0 yards, uh, yard average. Two quarterbacks play. This is a team that likes to throw it around. With the uh, with the AKA Leathernecks, uh, sixteen of thirty two hundred fifty nine yards rushing, nineteen carries thirty five yards. Listen, Minnesota has played nobody dung yeah. competition, but they have made the dung competition look like dung. They, they've played the way you're supposed to play against dung, and even a little bit better, maybe better. Yeah. Okay. With the win, Minnesota moves to a dominant two and zero. Next one up, huh? Your boy called yeah. it. Yep. Duke 31, Northwestern 23. I was mocked. I was ridiculed. I hate Northwestern. Maybe I do a little bit. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you see, you've got to see these coming sometimes. This is a Northwestern type of game, right? Well, Blue, Del Blue Del well, well, it's a result, but the right, game is not the game. Okay, yeah. That's fair. Blue Devils with 461 yards of total offense to the Wildcats, 
511. That's what I just can't believe. I mean, we both looked at this team preseason and said, we just don't see where the offense is coming from. Of course, that's when they just become an explosive offensive football They team. are an explosive offensive football I don't understand it. I mean, Ryan Holinsky, 36 of 60? 60 attempts? I mean, I, they've clearly <laughs> decided this is who they are. They're a, they're a passing football team now. 435 yards. It's, it's, I, I am shocked at watching this football. This is my shock face. Yes. Um, Evan Hole, do we talk about his rushing? Okay. 17 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Receiving the ball, 14 receptions, 213 yards, and a touchdown. Unreal. But costly turnovers. He had a fumble, bad interception uh, by Helinski. Well, and I'll say just this is not Northwestern. And just to go down 21 zip to start the game, too. On top, go down 21 zip. Um, uh, Duke 35 carries 221 yards. There are available rushing yards versus Northwestern, and Northwestern not running the ball on 34 carries, only 76 yards. Woof. But but now, in in their defense, playing from behind, so going to be throwing the ball a lot. Another thing that played into that prediction 34 is kind of a lot of rushes, yeah. For sure. For especially for Tebs, absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that played into my prediction is that people overreacted to how good things looked versus the defense they played week zero. Yeah. Which played out again. Yet the offense did show up, but it's the defense, yeah, the defense. that is killing them. It's this is not the Northwestern we're used to. So Bizarro Northwestern gonna be honestly. A fun team to watch here for a while. It's going to be a fun because team I, to watch. I, I don't, I still don't think we know who this team is. But also, like fumbling on the goal line as you potentially that's they're the team that gets the fumble on the Correct. goal line. Correct. Weird. I would love to know if Pat Fitzgerald is as weirded out as we are. Yeah. Like what? Is, what does he honestly think? Be great to give him some truth serum and hear what he really thinks. Yeah. With the loss, Northwestern falls to one and one. Next game up, Penn State forty six. The Ohio Bobcats, 10 Nittany Lions with 572 yards of total offense to the Bobcats, 264. Vegas said 38 to 14. I said 40 to 20. Penn State outperformed both. So what did we learn here? Did we learn that Nick Singleton is the guy? Yes. Did we learn that maybe Penn State can start running the football now? Is this their breakout game where they actually run the football well with the running backs? Me and you, Dustin's gotten in on the party. We have been asking for Penn State to run the ball for forever. It seems like forever. I mean, it too long for sure. So I, 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 Ohio, not predicted to be particularly strong in the MAC this year. Okay. With that being said, we have seen Penn State struggle to run the ball against teams right around Ohio's level. Correct. Yes. Oh yeah. So there is something to be taken away from them running the ball as successfully as they did. They finally had a 100-yard rusher for the first time since I don't even know one. I think it was back in 2020, maybe. Right, and 10 carries, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. So he's, he's out for Eisman. I mean, it's just, I mean. For, for sure. So you t- even, let's take away the 70-yard touchdown run. He still had nine carries for 109 yards. Right, it was a good day. Yeah. I mean, he looked good. Sean Clifford looked good, 19 to 27, 213 yards, touchdown. No, you know, bad plays, but. Uh, and then as far as like looking up a receiver that he went to, oh man, 17 I, players. I, yeah, I counted it myself as well. 17 receivers. By the way, that seems to be something that's like in vogue right now. Like I sort of got used to be like three or four guys got the catches. 
Michigan, yeah. Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland, dude, Purdue, just spreading the ball around to everybody. Revson had a great stat. I'm not going to come up with it. Something about the last time that that happened. It's like the the most receivers this for a single Big Ten team this century or something like that. It was yeah. ridi- a ridiculous stat. Okay. okay. So it's a thing. First Anyways. time in a long, long time, let's just say. Um, but I do think Nick Singleton is the guy. Let's see how this rushing attack looks versus Auburn game. Yeah, up. yeah, that's going to be fun. It, isn't I mean, it? they get Nick Singleton goes for 125, you know, versus Auburn on the road. We have officially arrived, and it will start changing people's minds about the total Penn State package in sure. my mind because I think the defense is still good. With the win, Penn State moves to 2 0. Our first clunker. Here we go. Washington State, 17. Wisconsin, 14. The Cougs, with only 253 yards of total offense to the Badgers, 401. Boy, what did we learn here? Nakia Watson maybe is was pissed off. Right. That guy had all, both their touchdowns, yep. including the, the game winner towards the end there. Um, crazy. I mean, that is that is a crazy thing that of all the places he goes, he winds up at Wazoo. And one of his first games at Wazoo is back in Cheeseland. That's crazy. And here's another thing we learned. Six tackles for loss for the Wazoo defense. Are we not looking at a really good Wisconsin offensive line here? And, you know, we have Bob Bostad going over to the offensive line to to fix it. Maybe these things take a little bit more time than a spring and a summer. Um, I, I was not impressed with how things looked up front for the Wisconsin for for the O line, it definitely looked better on the defensive side of things, but more with stopping the rushing attack. I mean, they completely shut off the rushing attack. I mean, they did. They, they didn't even Wazoo didn't even really try to run the ball, but but they weren't exactly making the quarterback feel too uncomfortable. No, I mean, two sacks, four tackles for loss, and three total hurries. That's not terribly disruptive. For, especially for what we expect out of Wisconsin. Correct. Yeah. Um, Graham Mertz was fine. You know, 18, 31, yeah. 227 yards, touchdown to pick. Keontae Lewis, Clay Cundiff, two ca- touchdown catches. Good to get a tight end going. But, like, I think, to me, I mean, Agent Zero winds up having an overall good day. Yeah. 21 carries, 98 yards. The team, 44 carries, 174 yards. I just feel like in recent history – there would be Wisconsin teams that would just blast a team like Washington State in their ground attack. They got shut out in three of the four quarters. Right. Yikes. So they're they're it seems to be going in spurts with Wisconsin. Yes. Yeah. Is that like Well the big plays. I mean that's yes. what it was last week. It was all big plays. And the, I mean that is I think the scout, what you would do to scout Wisconsin is Take away the big plays from them, yeah. make them be more consistent. I don't know. I, I think that's what we're looking at. There's 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 some issues here. There's, there's issues. Some, there's some issues here. With the loss, Wisconsin falls to a surprising one and one. Next game up, Maryland 56, Charlotte 21. The Turfs with 617 yards of total offense to the 49ers. Pretty respectable. 388. Called this one, baby. Maryland and the over, uh, we caught news. And the weird thing with this line is it started high. It moved towards Charlotte. And then we got news of quarterback issues, and it shot right back up to Maryland. But uh, to your point, 13 receivers in this game. Yes. Another one. Now, of course, they're playing Charlotte. By the way, this is exactly how you want it to look. Quarter by quarter, 
21 points, 14 points, 14 points, 7 points. So they just took the foot off the gas. This game was over by halftime. Yep. And Tulia looked amazing. I mean, 27 to 31, 391, four touchdowns. One pick. Man. Jacob Copeland, four catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. Jayshon Jones, two touchdowns as well. Rushing, very good. 28 carries, 193 yards. This is a 6.9-yard average. You know what else is very good? Just the, the, the defense overall looks better than it's than we've seen in the past, right? For the most part, the Terps D stuffed CLT. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Big one. All right. Big one. All right. <laughs> it's my last one, I promise. <laughs> All right. Long story short, I believe we are seeing, again, a more well- well-rounded Maryland team. Yeah, but here's the thing, is they need to start doing this against better teams. Yes. That's- We've seen this before. We have seen this before, but I swear it looks a little different. It does. It looks like, different. In it- the other games... Maryland was absolutely blowing people out with the passing yards, but there was like, there was sloppy play on the defense. There's the tackling could be better. There's a couple things, but like overall, I just think this looks a little bit different. It it looks like a more complimentary team to me. Yeah, great. I, I agree. Okay. It looks and feels. I get a different feel. Feel. Right it's now. a feel. It's a I feel have a feel. Thing. With the win, Maryland moves to two and zero. Moving into our next easy blowout, Michigan State fifty two. Akron zero, the Spartans with 496 yards to the Zips 229. Quick, quick aside. Mm-hmm. If I'm an athletic director that takes over at Akron, maybe we've talked about this before. I am rebranding. Oh yes, Zips. Well, Zips is bad, and then they have the kangaroo as their. The whole thing is awful. Re- redo it. That 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 you has to keep the colors. I don't know I... the colors are pretty bad too. Okay, like gold and blue. I mean, whatever it is, they're successful. I, but like zips, like you, you got, you, you, you scored zero points. You zip, like they, it's just not good, man. It doesn't send a good message. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't like it. Anyways. Um, shout out to standing room Spartans. At one point I was predicting a laissez faire Michigan state. Zips sure. will get some points. He provided some history on just how bad the zips Boy, are. And it is it is shocking, startling when you see some of those numbers. The one where a Power 5 team had 650 yards and they had 70 yards on the game? They ain't busting a grape in a fruit fight at this point. No. Um, and they, look, 10 penalties, 99 yards. Dear God, they averaged one yard per rush? Yeah. This is just a blowout. 34.5 point spread. Easily covered that. At 56 points, they almost hit the game total themselves. I mean, the Zips never threaten. <clears throat> Peyton Thorne, um, yeah, not not what we want to see. No, here. especially against the Zips. So, how many we interceptions? We said last week that we wanted two. How many interceptions did he have? Not Zip. Right. <laughs> he had two of them. <laughs> 18 to 28, 212 yards. And so, the completion percentage yardage, fine. That should be one touchdown, zero interceptions, something like if there's, that. I don't know. If there's anything you can say, I would be a little bit concerned right now about Peyton, Peyton Thorne. Thorne. Yeah. Like, is he pressing and thinking he's got to do too much? Right. And by the way, Jalen Berger looks good. Yeah. Lean on Jalen Berger. You've 12 got 12 carries, 170 yards, three touchdowns. Jarek Broussard looks good. Peyton. Yeah. Peyton, you've got help, man. Yeah. You don't have to get it all done yourself. 11 players caught, caught a ball in this game. It's a oh, thing. There we go. It's a thing. Um, team rushing 48 carries, 260 yards, six touchdowns, a 5.4 yard average. Not too bad. They're running the ball better than I thought they were. Yeah. I thought they were going to use it, baby. Interesting one next week. 
at Washington. Very interested in that. Michigan State moves to mm. 2-0 with the win. The Eyes on Big Podcast is sponsored by the Amador Whiskey Company. Our unique process takes the highest quality Kentucky bourbon and finishes in California wine barrels. This double barrel aging technique creates unique characteristics in each barrel that produce one-of-a-kind whiskeys. Amador is made to be sip neat or is perfect for classic bourbon cocktails. Just like your favorite go-to Big Ten football podcast, Amador is the go-to whiskey this football season. Don't forget to hashtag Ask for Amador and check out our new website and finder options so you can see where to find Amador near you at www.amadorwhiskeycompany.com. Amador Whiskey, born in Kentucky, raised in California. Working into the day, how about this? Illinois, 24, Virginia, 3. The Illini with 394 yards of total offense to the Cavs, 222 me thinks Troy Walters had this game circled on the schedule, yeah. and he pounded the Cavaliers and they, Brendan Armstrong. I mean, they got embarrassed by this team last year, specifically by Brendan Armstrong. By the way, a lot of the same skill players came back in addition to Brendan Armstrong that I was surprised. Oh, my gosh, that guy killed us last year. Oh, my gosh, that guy killed us last year. Brendan Armstrong had 405 yards passing last year, 180 yards, two interceptions this year. This defense is legit. That's the thing. That's the thing that I love about this yeah. team right now. It is legit defensively. And here, here so Illinois won this game easily. You could say they dominated, right? They still played a sloppy game. There's a lot of room for it's improvement. weird. So it's like it's a good and bad at the same time where you know they can get a lot better than they are right now, right. but they're still pretty good. Uh I was gonna say I'm Brendan Armstrong. 13 of 32. 180 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks. That's a Patrician performance right there. It's, it's Patrician, but even better, rushing. 29 rushes, 42 total yards, a 1.4-yard average. This defensive line is damn good. So that was the thing about Virginia that I had read up on that I think maybe I was more confident than you and Dustin. I I'm, I'm remain the most confident Illini fan in this podcast. You, I, you I, still are, yeah. The uh, we knew Virginia was had a lot of newness along the lines. Yeah, the the whole offensive line was brand, brand new. new, and I think it's a little bit with the defensive okay. line as well. I think it showed through. I still think Tommy DeVito looks pretty good. Well, this is what we wanted, right? You're Seventeen to twenty five, one hundred ninety six yards, two touchdown, and one interception. That's kind of what I you was hoping for. Li- literally, that's what you were. I think that was almost dead on what you predicted. It is. You hoped he, his stats would be Correct. for the first game. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. Uh, Chase Brown, 20 carries, 146 yards. That's a 7.3-yard average. Another thing that Illinois needs, though, is they need uh, Josh McCray to get healthy again. They they Once you get past those two running backs, there's a big drop-off. And, like, that's two games in. I feel like... By the end of both of the, the three or three games, then excuse me. Yeah, three games. I feel like by the end of all three of these games, especially the second game, I feel like you can see him getting kind of worn down a well, little bit. They did not give him any carries in the second half because I think he was worn down. Correct. Like we've got to get a, another. You know, pair to spare is what we want. Yeah, it's just a single. Right now, single right now. Yeah. When is McCray coming back? Do we know? I think it's gonna be so they're they're on an idle week, and I believe they he said come out after that. I th- I think they said either for the Chattanooga game after that, or then the Wisconsin game okay. next week. So it should be soon. Somebody's got to come in to help the guy out. But long story short, this is 
a much improved football team from where well, they were at two years ago. But, you know, ago. here's another one. So they had four turnovers. Got to clean that right. up. That's been a problem. They had 10 penalties. Again, there, there's just too many penalties here. Um, DeVito's first pass interception. Chase Brown fumbles on the next possession. Pat Bryant was was basically waltzing in for a touchdown, gets the ball stripped from him. They, they, they're still just playing sloppy football. Which is weird because if you would have thought before the season, if if somebody would have showed you just the turnovers and penalties, yeah, like that's oh. the only stats you knew. You I'd say been they'd like be one, one and two, two right maybe now. one and three. Yeah, like this looks horrible for sure. So I don't know what to say. What happens if they clean it up? Is one thing well, I right. think. Another thing I would say is what happens if they don't. So well, it's, and it's the story. Illinois is showing their personality right now. We'll see how that develops through the and, year. And speaking of cleaning up, they need to clean up the place kicking. Dear Lord. That is going to lose them a game this year. And the punting. It's, the punts not, punting isn't great, but the place kicking bad. is going to lose us a game, if not multiple. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. With the win, Illinois moves to 2-1. and one. Next game up, Purdue 56, Indiana State 0. The Boilermakers with... 521 yards of offense to the Sycamores, 145. All right, what did we learn here? <laughs> we learned you, you you don't like the transfer portal. I don't like the transfer portal. At least we don't like the immediate eligibility. Right. What did we learn? A lot of these guys make a mistake when they go on the transfer portal. Nobody is happier right now than Charlie Jones. Absolutely. The guy is leading the Big Ten in receptions. He's leading the Big Ten in receiving yards. He's leading the Big Ten in receiving touchdowns. You, okay, like... Oh, I, I don't dislike the transfer portal just because of Charlie Jones or what happened between right. Iowa and Purdue. I'd like to say that. I, I, I had feelings about the transfer portal long before th- those guys moved around. With that being said, nothing for the most part that I can think of is 100% bad or good. There's going to be good parts. Asking Charlie Jones what he thinks, obviously he's like, thank God. Because but now the one thing I would say is that Okay, Charlie Jones, 133 uh, uh, receiving yards. Yep. The rest of the team, 156. So, again, 11 players caught uh, the 156 mm. yards. I, there may be a little bit too much focus on Charlie Jones. There could like, be. Like, Aiden O'Connor, like, if something happened to Charlie Jones, like, I'm a little bit curious, and I think we've talked about that before. But maybe, maybe they found something like Penn State did 232 yards rushing from a Purdue Offense and the Sycamores, thirty-six carries, fifty-one yards, one point four yard average for them. Yeah. So, I wasn't, I wasn't completely impressed with Purdue's defense versus Penn State. Now we've got two games in, and then Penn State rips off yeah. a rushing attack. Was part of the reason Penn State struggled to rush the ball is Purdue's defense better than we think. I think now, it might be. Okay. I mean. This is an interesting team to watch. Isn't by it the way. interesting that that we're this deep into the Brom tenure, and I feel like he's just hitting his stride as a head coach. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, by the way, Devin Mockaby, thirteen carries, seventy-eight yards, and a touchdown. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Never heard of him until no. I looked up the stats. Whatever. Good for him. Good job, DM. All right, Purdue moves to one and one with the win. Next game up. What do we learn? Rutgers sixty-six. Wagner seven, the Scarlet Knights five hundred and seventy-five yards to the Seahawks one hundred and forty-five. What did we learn? Well, first of all, Wagner's really bad. Oof. Uh, what else did we learn? We still don't know who the quarterback on this team is. We had uh, we we're playing. Music. I think we're starting to get clued in. Do you think you think it's Wimsett? No, you think, I think it's, it's Evan, Evan Simon. Simon? Okay, 
Because, I mean, Wimsett started, by the way. He did okay. Mm-hmm. Four of 11. Okay, never mind. I didn't realize he was only four of 11. Yeah. Okay. One touchdown, one pick. Yeah, Evan Simon looked I, 10 of 13, 156 and two touchdowns. Okay, you thinking this- So, again, our offensive coordinator likes to rotate quarterbacks. Whatever. I, I To each their own. I don't know. I, I want to go to a guy, and, like, I think in my mind this is what it should be. Evan Simon is the starter, but we like to bring Wimsett in as sure. more of a run pass option. Well, he had 62 yards rushing. Okay. So just, just, just make it that like, and maybe this is what they're already doing. And but, by, by the way, three quarterbacks threw touchdowns for Rutgers in this game. Yeah. Cause Johnny Langan threw one. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he's tight end, but um, I guess what I'm saying is, okay. If Wimsett is, if that's his role to come in and be a change of pace, 11 attempts is a lot for somebody that's going four of 11 and throwing a pick. Yeah. So I'm saying like four or five attempts a game to keep defenses honest sure. when he's in there to probably run the ball. But Evan Simon's your starter. I don't know. That's what I think. By the way, 55 carries, 313 yards, 5.7 yard average rushing the ball. Yeah. It's pretty good. 200 yards passing, 300 yards rushing. So Al Shady Salam, their running back, he was a leading rusher, right? Eight carries, or 69 yards. Got a nickname for him, Slim Shady. He's got yeah. kind of that long he build he for looks, yep. running back. Love it. Slim Shady is the name. We're probably not the first ones to say that, but hey, we maybe won't be the last either. But at least I can feel like I'm the first one because I hadn't heard it until I just created it. So now. that counts. You're the first one. Um, safe to say, I think Rutgers looks a little bit better than we had thought they were. Definitely better than I expected them yeah. to be. Yeah, for sure. And with the win, they moved to 2-0. Next game up, Michigan 56, Hawaii 10. The Wolverines with 588 yards to total offense to the Rainbow Warriors, 253. They're a lot more rainbow than warrior at this point. Um, okay, so what was the story of this game? J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. What's what, he going to look like? What did we learn? Khaki Pants got exactly what he wanted out of this I game. So. That's what we learned. 11 of 12, 229 yards, three touchdowns, no pick. Only carried the ball once. So DS and I where I think we were at 328 yards passing, so he went quite a bit under that. Uh, okay. 55 yards rushing, he went quite a bit under okay. that. Long story short, though. There but just it was, still looked great. It, there was just no need to do anything more. Um, he had a throw. He had one of the throw in the game where, like... The one where he moved left and on the <laughs> run. That was awesome. Dude. He, like, so this guy gives you a high, higher ceiling. He just does. He's the starter. He's the starter. And from what I could peruse from Michigan Twitter... It's who they want to be as the starter. There is like, I think there's like a 10, 15% Michigan part of the fan base that like. Well, he earned it because he beat Ohio State last year. Cade McNamara yeah. and everything. Um, but Cade McNamara seems to be the type of guy that would be okay with that role, I think. Hmm. I don't know. So another gift, though, he came in and threw an interception. I know. He, this I, is just what Khaki Pants wanted. I'm sure of it. I think we'll we'll hear soon that he's going to be the starter, at least for the next. The game. other thing is JJ just seems like a likable guy. Yeah. When you hear him interviewed, yeah. he's really humble. Got a smile on his face. I like the guy. Can't help. Ronnie him. Bell. Good to see him getting in the mix. Cornelius Johnson. Again, receivers everywhere. Dude, Roman Wilson doesn't touch the ball that often, but that dude, I swear, he is fast. Like he's like, Percy Harvin, I remember watching Percy Harvin. Like, yeah, it seemed like he was in a Another. little bit, you know, faster version of the, sure. you know, 
Like it was sped up. Is that 1.1 yes. 1. 1 speed or yes. something like that? That's what Roman Wilson looks like yeah. to me sometimes. Blake Corum, good good game. 8.1 yard average moving the ball. That's pretty much what we thought it would look like. The mover, the Wolverines move to 2-0. Next game up, Indiana 35. The Idaho 22. The Hoosiers with 436 yards of total offense to the Vandals. 330. Started down 10 to nothing they in did. this game. What did I learn? Did you hear Tommy A getting interviewed after the game? He was frustrated, man. Yeah. He is not happy with this team. I don't care that they won, that they beat the Idaho, Idaho Vandals. First of all, 13 points is probably not enough against Idaho. 13-point victory. By the way, I called I called 30 to 17 okay. in this game and surprised people. This is kind of what I was expecting. I do think Idaho is maybe a touch better than people realize by the way it was they had zero points at halftime so they made some serious halftime adjustments there 35 to 12 in the second half yeah. so the second half was good tommy allen must have been in fuego in 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 the locker room at halftime so oh my gosh connor basilek 16 to 29 197 yards two touchdowns one pick dj matthews showed out again i mean i that's definitely a focal point of their passing game hey sean shivers shook off the cobwebs from last week <laughs> 20 carries, 155 yards, 7.8-yard average. He looked so, great. Yep. But Connor needs to be better. Bazelak needs to be better. Needs to be better. And if Indiana starts out other games moving forward like this, it they won't be able to pull back out of those games. And I think that's probably what Tommy Allen was trying to say. But with, again, Hoosiers, they look better than I think we thought they A were A little bit look. better, yes. Okay. Yes, they're, they're showing some cracks that are yeah. there. Okay, but hey, with the win, the Hoosiers move to two and L. That gets us to the last game, the Big Ten game of the week for me and many others. It was more like the Big Ten pain of the week. Iowa State ten, Iowa seven. The Cyclones with three hundred and thirteen yards of total offense to the Hawks one hundred and fifty. Just want to say this first, and then I'll let you kind of take off for a little bit. I swear this is true of. Hawk fans and what we all think. Are we upset that we lost a game to Iowa State? Obviously. We are infinitely more upset with what the offense is showing and that there's been no changes. You you should be. Because what like I have barely I have talked to a lot of people, you know, tailgate group, brothers, you know, buddies, whatever. We've hardly even mentioned that we lost to Iowa State. Sure. It is just talking about yeah. how putrid this offense is. I believe it. And I said on the last cast, you you have to change something, and you don't have to change it next week. You have to change it now. And there's can't be just small changes. There's got to be major changes happening here. Yes, I know it's more than Petrus, but you got to sub him out. You got to put somebody else in there. You got to start just being a little more creative. I know you've talked about pre-snap movement, things like that. It's It's almost like they know... The other team knows what's coming. It I mean, so, you, honestly, you got me thinking with the the signal thing, signal stuff. It, it I, how other how else can you be that bad? I was watching with a Hawks fan, and we both said we don't recall ever watching an offense that's been this bad ever in ever. my in my, my like the career only thing of I watching can, football. I don't remember it. The only thing I can think of is some of the Chris Ashrockers teams. I know those are the ones that come up for me. That's all other I got. Than that. So, um. It, to uh, piggyback on that, this is Julian Vandervelde, former sure. Iowa offensive lineman. Sure. 
This oh, this is a tweet he put out. This offense is a thief of joy. Yeah. It is devoid of hope and sucks the love of football from my bones. Our defense and special teams deserve better. Our offense did not deserve even the opportunity to win. I want to be positive and supportive, but it's very, very difficult. I wrote down here, you can look at my notes, their offense is an attack, an individual attack against every college football fan in the world right now. Um, Personal attack on me because I have to watch it. Um uh, the offensive line seems to be again getting a lot of heat, and I'm I, I maybe I'm dying on a hill that I don't need to. I don't think the offensive line is that bad. Okay, let me put it this way: Nebraska, which we'll get to in a bit, the first six quarters of the season, Nebraska could not run the ball to save their life. At halftime of the North Dakota game, Scott Frost said, "I'm tired of this shit," and he took over the play calling in the second half. Mm -hmm. And the last six quarters, the Nebraska rushing attack has excelled. Yeah. Okay. Same offensive line, same running backs. Schemed up different. Suddenly, suddenly. Like I said, there's things you can do even with a bad offensive line. Yes, I agree. So that is my point. I'm like the, the offensive line is under so much pressure because there is zero threat, zero threat behind the linebackers of anything happening. They have no concern no. of the quarterback running the ball. No. They have no concern of the quarterback throwing, throwing the, ball. the ball. Me thinks <laughs> when you have a quarterback that is neither a rushing and throwing threat, that it hurts the rushing attack and the offense in general. He's a null threat quarterback. 12 of 26, 92 yards, zero touchdowns, a pick, and a fumble. Why is Brian Ferentz still the offensive coordinator here? Okay, and I... That's a change you have to make. Um, I got to watch what I... I uh, I'll say Somebody it. is to... You got to fire him, get or demote him, put someone else in the OC role, and you got to change quarterbacks at, at the bare minimum. When you go to a game... You're privy to see things that maybe you don't see on a TV broadcast. At the end of the first half, Brian Ferentz was walking off with Padilla, and they had a good 20 to 25-yard conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Padilla's He's, going in. Sure, yeah. Never Didn't happen. happen. No. Another thing I'd like to point out, this is more Iowa stuff, okay? Last year, maybe you remember this. I mean, obviously you watch these games very closely. Do you remember how bad Iowa's offense looked at the beginning of the Northwestern game? Yeah, and right. And then they pulled him. Yeah, I do remember. And Padilla came in, and immediately the it offense looked better, and then yeah. we won the game. Yes. I think it was we like could a, see something like that again. It was like a shot in the arm. Okay. And I'm not saying that Padilla did great, but it seemed like the team rallied around him. Um, and there was more energy, and they just something changed. There was something a, changed. Yeah. Okay. And then another thing, too, is obviously nepotism, nepotism, nepotism gets thrown out. Okay. Honestly, this is not the first time that Kirk Ferentz has stuck with an offensive coordinator well yeah. past his no, wear, I get it. I'm not even or a quarterback. Like I don't even the care Jake that they're Christ- related. The Jake Christensen to uh, uh, Ricky Sanzi, yeah. that should have happened weeks sure. before. But I, I, I don't even care about that. I could care less that they have the same last name. It's time. Get, get, just demote him. What I'm saying is... I believe Brian Ferentz is a little bit more talented than people realize 
I, I, then what's happening here? That's where the conspiracy theories start. Something's happening. We, it is in it is something needs to change. And like quarterbacks get pulled from games all the time. Sure. All the time. God forbid it happened here when, when it needs to happen. I don't, I, I am. Why is this such a big deal? And you know what? You know, I'm not sure if you've noticed this. They still haven't lost a Big Ten game this season. There's a season to play here. You want, you want to be even crazier? Dude, start out the game. Blocked punt. Two plays. Run the ball in. Touchdown. 7-0. Okay? Less points we scored <laughs> in the game. But here's another thing. Dude, our wide receiver fell down going into the, into the end zone. Our fullback, I know I'm biased. Dean Blandino said it was a touchdown. I think Monty Pottybaum scored a touchdown. Yeah. Either one of those scores holds. Iowa is up 14 to three in the fourth quarter. Do you think they're going to lose that game? No. That's how close Iowa was to winning this game, even with what was being displayed on offense. I know. So, like, a semblance of a passing attack yeah. could mean huge, huge things. I, I know. With the loss, Iowa falls to one and one. A couple things here before we move on. Just a couple. There was ugliness everywhere. I don't know if you watched a li- it, it, college football. Alabama lucky as shit. Absolutely. Well, they got, got a little help, too. They got some help yeah. in that game. Not going to feel bad for Texas fans or Texas, but, you know, a little bit of a dual thing going on there. Texas A&M. That was great. Getting beat by Appy State. Oh, man. Notre Dame losing to Marshall. I mean, that was a two-score game there. By the way, Jimbo, I still don't understand the love that that guy gets. Yeah. I've been saying for years, why? I get, yeah, Don't get it. I get it. He's got an Addy, but come on. What, what has he done outside of that? He's starting to get some heat now. Um, how about Kansas State destroying Missouri? SEC took some lumps to Kansas. <laughs> 55 to 42 over West Virginia. Love you it. You want to talk about coaching? Lance Leopold? Yes. You want it, to- it, th- this, is, this is Snyder-esque, which is ironic because that's the rival. Sure. Dude, I, that is... And by the way, that's the guy I wanted at Illinois. That's what I, I, I wanted. I definitely didn't try to talk you out of that. Yeah. So, like... And the point I'm trying to make is Kansas couldn't couldn't block and throw out of a wet paper bag. No, they were awful. Two years in, they put up 55 points on the road? By the way, that was a gorgeous uniform game. Yeah, yeah. I've always, I've always liked West Virginia. Oof. Last, last thing I want to complain about. This just added to my day. I love Kinnick. I love going to football games in Kinnick. I love sitting next to Darren the American and breaking down the football contest. I am ready to be in my basement for football okay, next weekend. Sure. Um, I mean, it's like before the game, you're in a conundrum. Am I get, am I going to not drink? <laughs> of course not. I, so my drink of choice was Guinness's. I mean, I'm peeing all game. That's <laughs> the worst. Okay. Then, so this is like... I'm gonna I'm gonna probably upset some people here, but Darren and I are are gentlemen that we take care of ourselves a little bit, right? Guys in front of us, huge. <laughs> people behind us, huge and old. So every and we're on the end, we're on the aisle. And I and I finally realize I'm like, boy, I seem to have to get up and let people out all the time. And uh. it finally dawned on me, I'm like, Darren, I know what's happening. People in our row, the row behind us and the row in front of us, they look down the row and they're like, I can't get out there. Sure. Can't get out up there either. Always going down our row. 
driving me nuts. There's no better place to watch a football game than in your own home. Dude, it makes that stuff makes it difficult. And then the other thing too, again, God bless you if you want to go to the game. But like when you see a a person that is struggling with their physicality, like there was a lady with like it looked like she just blew out her knee or something. She had Okay. And she just she can't climb the stairs. Oh jeez. And it's like what you doing here? Right. Like, take the season so there's, off. There's it's a lot okay. Of, a lot of stairs. I don't know if you noticed in this stadium. There's a bunch of them. And it's probably and many not. Many stairs is something I've found is common with all probably, football stadiums. Probably common well, to most of them. Yeah. Uh, and, and they just, they seek out this moment. And it's like, <laughs> it's okay. Stay home. It's okay to miss one. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to just No, I love going to here. a couple games a year. Yeah. A couple is plenty. Yeah. After that, I like watching at home. And then just add into the whole <laughs> experience that is then watching you know my team try to move the ball well there's and, that. and just let me say this was something i was going to say before it is the weird i wish you or some of our listeners i know people like vomit their mouth when i say this but i wish you could be a diehard hawkeye fan for one game so that you could feel like you honestly believe your punter is going to knock the ball out inside the five yard line every time he punts the ball you honestly believe your defense is going to force a turnover almost every time, and you honestly don't believe your offense can pick up a first down. Yeah. It is the weirdest experience. Tell me when you've ever seen any sports fan. It would be like a, a sports team, excuse me, that is so completely opposite. It would be like a baseball team that puts up 14 runs a game but gives up 15. Yeah. Or, or or almost shuts everybody out, but can't score a run. It yeah. is I've never experienced anything like this. I think Nolan Ryan was on a team like that one time. 1973, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'm He had like led the team and or led the league in ERA and was only like I don't know. Because they just could not like I'm not even sure had a winning record. I'm not even sure. I'm saying like I need a historian at this point to find something like that. So all right. Another podcast loading up, uh, so we'll get going here. I am Jeffrey the Greek. I'm Big Kurt. It's been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you very, very soon.